Welcome to the Love is a Trip podcast, where two life coaches talk the ups and the downs of love. Come enjoy the ride with Ash and Dad. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Love is a Trip podcast. We are back. We Folks back. have actually been asking about us. They've been trying to see where we've been. I know, man. We've been we've been out here. We've been living. We've been enjoying life. We've been we've been life. enjoying life. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about it. I know it's almost the end of the summertime. Let's get into what we've been up to this summer. Yeah. Let's get into it. Our summer shenanigans. Summer shenanigans. <laughs> we shenaned and shenaned again. You know, because once you shenan, you gonna do it again. You will oh, yeah. shenan again. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, I know for me, I have been enjoying traveling this mm. summer. It's been amazing. I went to Napa Valley for the Blue Note Jazz Festival. Robert Glasper, who is a native Houstonian, throws a three-day music festival. He hosts it with uh, Dave Chappelle. And they had some amazing artists show up. Mary J. Blige was one of the Ooh. key artists. Yes, with Nas and Diggable Planets. It was the lineup was like crazy. De La Soul was there. They killed it. And it was just, it felt like a big black family reunion. Like the vibes there were just amazing. I mean, it was just so dope. I definitely want to go back. It's something that I want to kind of keep in the rotation, like as an annual trip. Because it was really, fun. really fun. It was hot, which I was a little shocked by that. Because, you know, we, we live out here in Houston and we're used to these 100 degree days out here. It's been a hot hot summer here in Houston and Napa was hot too now it was a dry heat because the Houston heat is humid if anybody has been here you know when you step off the plane if you've never been to Houston and this humidity hits you it's a whole different feeling you you need to make sure you know how to swim right in this humidity oh my god swim through it you need to know how to swim (laughs) you for real do so that was really dope. I enjoyed it. You know, getting, I'm a big music lover. If anybody knows me or follows me on Instagram, not only do I talk about love a lot, I also talk about my love of music. And so it was just amazing to see all of these artists that I have loved and grown up with their music and just vibe to for so many years, just get up there and kill it. It was a wonderful festival. Uh, so I, I cannot wait to go back. So that's one of my uh, wonderful travel highlights. I took my son, um, Jackson, my oldest, to D.C. He wants to go to Howard, H-U, for anybody that's listening out there that went to Howard University. So nice. we took a campus tour. We walked around, so learned all the history of the university and got him an opportunity to just see what it's like to be a college student. So he's already understanding where he wants to go. So we're going to go to a different, a few more colleges, but right now Howard is like his first choice. So it was dope to do that. We also went to the African-American museum, which was very heavy. Um, If anybody's ever been, you know, have, have you been to it? I have. Yeah. I went, uh, I guess it's been a couple years at this point. You know what? It might've been before the pandemic actually when I went, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's like those, those basement floors that walk you through the beginning of slavery to current day. It's, it's a lot. And, um, well, see, when I went, I did it wrong. So I didn't realize you have to go down first before you go up. So I started with like the art and the culture and music and sports Mm. and all of that. And so I realized at the end, like, oh, I was supposed to go down. So I kind of ran through it. So I didn't really feel all the weight of it because I had to rush through. 
Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. See, when we got, and you know what? I don't know why they don't tell you that when you get there. Because I noticed when you walk in, it's like, hey, you on your own. Like nobody tells you. Right. <laughs> so luckily I had been told prior to my visit, hey, when you go, make sure you go down first and then come up. Because once you start down and you just go through and they do an amazing job at really just explaining, you know, the middle passage, the things that our people went through to get to where we are today. And you've got these documentaries and these uh, like little things in there that kind of tell you what you're looking at as you're walking through. So you're not just looking at something. You're also hearing these stories and recollections of what slaves actually went through. And let me, I, I hate seeing slaves. What kidnapped black people yeah. went through. Cause that's, yeah. that's essentially what it was. We were kidnapped. Right. Um, so just going through that and then going through it with my son was, was a, was a good thing too, because I was able to kind of help him break down his emotions after those basement floors. Because when we came up, he looked at me and he said, mom, I don't really know how to explain how I feel right now. Mm. And just, I think the thing that really got him the most was the Emmett Till portion of the exhibit and seeing a a black boy that was so brutally murdered by those people and just sitting through that part of the exhibit. He was just like, mom, you know, I I just, I don't understand how they could have done that to a child. And Mm. I think that was the part of the exhibit where he could actually kind of see himself you know, like, Mm. like that could have been me. And so we, after those floors, we went to the, the the, uh, restaurant that they have in between the floors, it was open and we sat and we ate and I was able to just kind of talk through his emotions and help him to kind of dissect what he was feeling. So that Mm -hmm. part, I was glad that I was there to really help him through that. So yeah. You really need that those top floors because once you go through that bottom, the top floors kind of bring you back up because them bottom ones, oh my God, it's it's heavy. It's really heavy. So besides the D.C. trip in Napa Valley, you know, of course, you and I went to our Beyond Achieving retreat that we do every year back in Mexico. (laughs) And so that was... Again, an amazing experience. And we can we can talk more about that when you go through uh, what you've gone through. But yeah, the, the traveling portion of it has been a really big highlight for my summer. Nice, nice. Yeah. I've also done some traveling. I've actually kind of been traveling all year, but <laughs> definitely um, this summer travel has been a big part. So kind of started it out with a trip to Vegas with my okay. granny. That's kind of our spot. I say our spot. It's really her spot. Vegas is Granny's spot. That's where she goes um, and has gone like pretty consistently for as long as I can remember. She's gone at least a couple times a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I try to hop on the trips to spend time with her. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, I went to see Usher when I was there. I love it. The show was so good. It's probably one of the best shows. Really? I've ever seen. Maybe the best show that I've ever seen. It was so wow. good. And you know what? He's was, extended it now. He's added some I more saw. dates. Yeah. I saw. So I I honestly might go back. It really? It was that good. It okay. was that good of a show. Yeah. Okay. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, also, have been to Portland a few times. I okay. talked about 
the last episode that you know have a re- new bay. I'm in a yeah. relationship. Shout out and to new bay. Well, he's not new no bae. more. He's not new no more. I so. guess not. You know, it's been <laughs> almost six months. Man, that time is going by so fast. Six months so, already. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. So yeah, he lives on the West Coast. Um, so it was in Portland. So got to visit him there a couple mm-hmm. of times. And now he lives in the Bay Area. So I've got a trip planned out there. I um, mean, you got to meet him when he yes, visited here. Yes, I got to meet New Bay. We got to come up with another name for him because he's not New Bay. So we're just going to call him Bay. Okay, you got to meet Bay. So <laughs> to meet Bay, yeah. He's dope. Really amazing guy. And I'm so excited for you and happy that you're in a wonderful relationship with a really cool guy. So. Yay for love. I I appreciate it. I'm really glad y'all got to meet him and spend some time. You know, I think I've I've gotten to a place where, you know, I trust my own judgment and my perception Mm -hmm. of things, but Mm -hmm. it's always good to, you know, have that outside perspective and other people like see what I see. You know, it's really cool. Yes, definitely. And I I can see it when I met him, just seeing y'all's dynamic together was really cute. Just Mm -hmm. seeing how he had this really um intentional respect for you uh just yeah. when we met up to to uh, for, for all listening we went up and had dinner we called it the um the sip and see is what we were calling it <laughs> <laughs> to meet him and i just noticed the y'all's interactions were really cool you can tell that he is very intentional with how he talks to you with how he moves how he is he pays attention to what you need and it's very subtle it's not like outright like hey i want you to know that i'm doing this it's it's very like i'm i'm gonna be respectful of the things that you need and gonna find a way that we can work together like it was it was amazing to really mm-hmm. just see in person. And he just seems like someone that has taken a lot of time over the course of his life to really just be a good person and just mm-hmm. to pay attention to how he presents just in the world. Um, he, I was even impressed how he was acting like he was really interested in my little boring um, job that I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> stuff that I was going through at work. And he was listening and like really just, adding comments in there and it wasn't like how he was just listening to be there he really was being very intentional with his responses he was being engaging so i give two thumbs up you know 10 out of 10 highly recommend to nobody else but daphne of course (laughs) but i'm very excited i'm very excited to see you sir love that yeah i think everything you said is right like he definitely and i asked him i'm like how how did you do that? Like, how, well, how are did you, you get here, sir? How do you do, yeah. how do you do this magic? <laughs> yeah. How are you like an emotionally healthy man? And you know, I know they exist, but it, mm-hmm. it's hard in our yes, society. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. hard. And so, you know, I don't know. He doesn't know if he really knows, but I, you know, it's all good. We're, we all found good. each other. So yes. yes. Love it. Love it. Yeah, and then of course we had the retreat. So let's let's yes, talk a little bit more let's about get that. Into the retreat, yes. <laughs> yeah, this was the third annual uh, Beyond Achieving retreat that yes. is hosted by our Forever Life Coach, Forever. Dr. Shaquinta. Yeah, we've talked about her before, but um, 
Yeah, she hosts this retreat every year, and it's a time where we can focus on ourselves and thinking about how far we've come and dreaming what we want for the future. And also just spend time with some other really amazing Black women and get encouraged and have fun in a truly safe, judgment-free zone. Like, just the vibes that she curates. Mm, Yeah, the vibes. Just love it. Yeah, and and for those that, that are just now joining us um in the podcast and haven't listened to previous episodes yet and if you haven't go back because you know you don't want to miss it you know you want to get you want to be fully informed of where we are uh but this this retreat is for high performing black women who are just tired you know we 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 don't want to be given the strong title anymore and we want to release those bags and live a better life the life that we know that we deserve and one that does not require us to perform to have the joy in our life And the wonderful thing I loved about the retreat this year is that you could visibly see the changes from the attendees from last year to this year. Uh, You Mm -hmm. can really tell how the things that we learned and the tools that Dr. Shaquinta gave us from last year, you could see them being brought out in in the in the attendees for this year um mostly the, the thing i think that i love the most is that dr shaquinta gives us things that we can actually take to use on a daily basis it's not just something that oh i'm going to listen to it today and go on with my life there are things that you can apply immediately mm-hmm. to better your life and to just live it better we only have one life we only got one we only got one shot at this and yeah. there is no need to waste it by putting pressure on yourself by by making your life harder than it has to be by waking up each day knowing I'm going to make it a point to be intentional about how I show up for myself mm-hmm. you know and how I show up for the people in my life setting boundaries giving myself grace and knowing that if I mess up I can start over you know I can yeah. write a new chapter I can have the life that I want as long as I take the steps to get there and I just love that part about this retreat outside mm-hmm. of us just turning up and oh, yeah. we, we do our karaoke and oh, y'all, y'all should have heard us. Our karaoke, we sounded like a choir. We like, really you know, did. You know, black people, you put on some Kirk Franklin melodies from heaven and everybody comes, everybody turns into a large choir. And so, you know, we played the, the video, the audio back and I was like, wait, is that, that's us? That was us. That's Maybe us. we can get a clip. We might have to get a clip and put we, it in we, here for the people to hear. The clip. We have to see if Kim can send me some audio. Cause y'all, we, we was out here sounding good all in Mexico. Even though people in Mexico was looking like, okay, <laughs> black people are singing. <laughs> oh so yeah, was that was fun. That was, was fun. One of the things that I really appreciate about the retreat is the opportunity to reframe accountability Mm. because growing up in the church, I feel like I've had an unhealthy relationship with the idea of accountability. I think in those church spaces, it was more about like making sure everybody stays in line and is compliant with whatever the rules are. Mm -hmm. But in this space, we were able to reframe it and help each other live up to the standards that we want to set for ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it just felt very loving. Like we would, we would challenge each other. Like if there were ways we were being self-deprecating, um, you know, not speaking highly of ourselves, we would, we would challenge each other in that. Right. And the goal was to ensure that we were loving ourselves 
and, you know, doing what was best for us. And so just that reframe has been so refreshing and it even has poured over, I think, into how I like hold myself accountable, you know, and how I think about discipline, right? Like it's not for the purpose of just complying with the rules, but it's so that I can be my best self, whatever I decide that that gets to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, you, you hopped in the group chat and uh, for, for our retreat and mentioned that you are living the soft life and I am here for it. Oh my it. goodness. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. What do you think? I mean, okay, like, 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 we know that's like a big thing now. Everybody, you know, if you're on TikTok and you're on Instagram or Twitter, that's one thing you are, you are hearing it all the time. It is like the buzzword now for black women is living, well, I guess for women just in general, just living the soft life. What does that mean for you right now? Mm. What that means for me is outsourcing okay. whatever I can outsource, right? Hmm. And making sure I have space to rest and, you know, connect with my people and, you know, prioritizing those things um, and like using the resources that I have. Uh, to make my life as easy as possible. So one thing I have going on this summer is I'm moving. And so moving, moving, you know, from an apartment, moving in with family. So it's going to be, it's going to be a change, a transition. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, moving is not fun. It's always a lot, but one of the things I've done this time around to make it easier is, well, I've done a few things. One is I've hired people to pack. Okay. So I've hired people to move and I've hired people to come and clean up my apartment after I move everything out. Okay. So literally just getting someone, getting help, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not easy being a single person in society, but just in general, you know, moving and those, those are big transitions and help is always appreciated, but just having the resources to be able to hire people so that it can be done efficiently and effectively and quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's been a game changer. So, yeah. And I'm you know, sure that also probably is a huge weight lifted from you. Cause I mean, just percent. moving can be stressful, you know, Absolutely. just packing up your life and cleaning and making sure things don't get broken and moving in from here. And if you're trying to do it by yourself, making multiple trips with getting the U-Haul, can I get everything in here? You know, okay. How are there going to be people there when I get there to help me get all this crap out of the car? And then, and then again, y'all it's a hundred degrees in Houston, 100 degrees. And on most days, the 100 feels like 105 or six with the heat index. Mm -hmm. So from just walking from your car to if you, you know, if you don't live in like a space where you have a garage that's maybe covered, you can walk from your car to your house or your apartment and be dripping in sweat within like less than two minutes, like drenched Drenched. Drenched. So I am so proud of you for outsourcing that, you know, and just giving yourself the space to just be like, hey, move it here. I'm going to sit. And I'm gonna uh-huh. sip on, you know, some iced tea and, and just I'll relax. have some yeah, and I'll have some <laughs> cold water ready for y'all. You know? Um, but yeah, because moving it's a lot and it's already, it's you know, just just dealing with the transition of it all, right? Because I've mm-hmm. actually enjoyed living where I am now. So the transition, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also gonna be a good transition. It's like even if your transitions are good or you're moving on to good things, mm-hmm. it's still like emotional changes that need yeah. to be dealt with. And I know right. that I need space for that because this week I've just been tired. Like I haven't been moving, but it's like, 
anticipating this change. Mm -hmm. And so just giving myself space to be able to do that and not have to worry about so many other things and running myself raggedy. Yeah. And that's an emotional shift too, because whether we want to believe it or not, we kind of get emotionally tied to the places that, that we lay our heads. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think about that last episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when oh, he stands. When it was empty? That, yes, when it was empty. Oh! You know, and it's like, you're sitting there and you're like, man, like this is a chapter that that ends for me, you know, even though you may not be moving across the country, you're still going to be in Houston, but it's just that space, you know, that Mm -hmm. energy, that connection to Mm -hmm. those memories and the things that you did in that place. If it was like your first place, or this was where I bought this couch that I really love, or this is where I did this, those memories that, that holds you. And I think that's probably a part of the reason why you're tired too. It's just getting, unloading that emotionally knowing, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be coming home to this place every day. Mm-hmm. When I travel, this is not where I'm going to come. This is no longer home. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a lot. It's, it's a lot just to unpack the physical things, but I don't think people think about the emotional unpacking Ooh. of moving. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody, everybody's listening now. If you move and outsource, if you can please save up some money because just, I just the emotional unpacking of moving, I think is a lot. Right. And you can't outsource that. No, you can't outsource that. So <laughs> that's something that just like that's what that's what you handle. The other mm-hmm. stuff, outsource it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, even this is another tip. I hadn't even thought of this, but some of our friends, you know, we met at the retreat, Andre and Jamie, they were like, <laughs> Oh, we hire Task Rabbit to come and pick up stuff that we want to donate. And I was like, Okay, yeah, let no. me hi- let me do that too. Let me put that on the list because that's another part of what I'm doing is like purging. Because why would I pay purging. somebody to pack up and move stuff that I'm not gonna use? So just man, like that's a good point. Yeah, so I'm like, let me purge, get rid of some stuff, and evaluate, and then look, I'll have somebody come pick that up too. Like, there's no reason donations need to be in my trunk for three months. I don't need right. to be driving around. You okay, know. I know I'm not the only one. Y'all don't let me leave me. Don't leave me hanging out here by myself. <laughs> You are definitely not the only one. There are plenty of things that you said that about donating clothes. I have a whole bin full of children's clothes that need to go to the Goodwill store. And I just haven't done it because I'm like, I don't feel like being bothered with just picking up the big bin, sticking it in my car and driving to Goodwill. So you know what I'm about to do? Two words, task, rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. (laughs) Somebody else going to get somebody else to do it. That's the key. Listen, listen. Motto. That's the motto. That's that's the motto. That's the mood. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what else have you been shenanigans in the summer? So besides traveling, moving, hanging out with Bay, what what else has been going on in the world of death? So I've been on this health journey as well. But it don't necessarily sound super fun. It don't Mm -hmm. feel fun either. But it's been something that I feel like my body is wanting. It's wanting me to pay more attention. You know, like I said, and I think it was our last episode talking about the glow up, you know, I'm having more time and being more intentional about taking care of myself and listening to my body and building that connection. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is thinking about, you know, just different symptoms and different things that I experience. What can my body be telling me, you know? Mm. And so- I've been on this journey with a functional medicine doctor whose functional medicine is a little different from traditional medicine because they're looking at the body all together and holistically and looking at like, not just if there's medications to address things or really digging into like understanding why certain things happen. So I've been 
giving them a lot of information, but also learning a lot. So I've mm-hmm. worn um, a glucose monitor to understand some of those patterns. And okay. then I'm wearing something called a whoop band. It's like, it's kind of like a fitness tracker. Okay. okay. Um, but it gives you so much information about your stress and strain rate and how you can recover from that and the type of rest that you need and how like, maybe different vitamins affected or how different foods affect that. Like just learning so much about myself and, you know, to say that I can listen better and learn better and support my body better, you know? Mm. So like, that's another reason I've been really intentional about trying to rest during this move process. Cause I know my body and my mind needs that. Yeah. Um, but also just, you know, as I'm like age, I mean, everybody's going to age, right? Like bodies bodies are going to body. Right. <laughs> like nobody's going to be perfect. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's just been a really cool opportunity to learn more about my body, really dig in and, you know, see where there's ways I can better support myself or, you know, seek support from community, that type of thing. So, okay. yeah, no, it doesn't okay. sound as sexy as <laughs> getting on a plane. It's <laughs> a good thing though. Cause you know, I want to live a long time. I want those people. I, My goal is to make it to the 100 year mark. I'd like to go Mm. beyond that, but 100 is my goal. The women in my family tend to live pretty long. Uh, I think my grandmother was in her 90s when she passed away. So I don't know if anybody in our family has made it to 100 that I'm aware of, but I'd like to be the first. So I am like you, like really taking the time to listen to my body, to, to eat healthier. I don't have like a functional medicine doctor or anything like that. But I have been very intentional with how I'm I'm choosing to move every day mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm burning a certain amount of calories, that I'm eating the right food groups, that I'm taking vitamins and just just taking the time to make sure that I'm treating my body like it needs to be treated. Because when I get older, I do want to be able to still do things. I want to be, you know, the person that's still taking those trips and still going out and having fun. Yeah, I'm going to be the old lady at the music festival. I'm just going to be like, move over, move to the side. I'm just going to pay a lot of money to be like in the VIP section, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm still going to be there. Like, I'm still trying to kick it, you know, at 100 and doing my thing. So I don't want to just grow old. I want to grow old, healthy. So mm-hmm. I, I feel you with, with the journey. Now, yeah. another thing that I've been working on this summer, well, aside the fact it was my birthday. So July was my birthday month. So if you know me, you know, I turn up the entire month of July. Yes, I'm one of those people. I don't just mm-hmm. stop at my birthday. The turn up starts July 1, doesn't stop until the end of July. Mm-hmm. So that a lot of my travel was in the month of July. So I was, I was enjoying that. And really this year, this birthday, uh, I, I took a lot of time just to spend with the people that mean so much to me. I started uh, like my the actual week of my birthday off with a birthday brunch with you and Shaquinta and a few of other of my, my very close friends. And as we were sitting at the brunch, I realized even a little bit before that day that everyone that I had at my brunch was not a part of my life like three years ago. Mm. And it was a great moment for me to just take a step back and realize how pivotal it has been to open up my life to bigger community. And I say all the time, I hate that state when people say, oh, no, no, no new friends, or I keep my circle small. I feel like that is the way you shrink your life. The minute, the minute you decide not to allow new people in to allow people of all generations. I like having friends in every generation. I like having friends that are maybe 10 years younger than me, 20 years younger than me. And, and I like having people that are older 
than me in my circle because I feel like the older generation is preparing me for what's to come. Mm-hmm. My current generation are the people that I use to help me because we're going through the same things. And then the people that are younger than me allow me to think things from a refreshing aspect. You know, there are certain things I wouldn't know if I didn't have community of people that were younger than me that like say, hey, we don't do it like this anymore. So mm-hmm. it helps me to see, okay, this is what's coming up. And this is what the new generation is going to be doing. And if I plan to be a part of that, my children will be a part of those generations. And just knowing, hey, this is the trends and the way things are going. And it just opens your mind up to new experiences. It allows you not to be as closed off to new things. So I enjoy having friendships and connections that span all generations. And my birthday month was spent really just nurturing and appreciating and honoring those new connections in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, this year, my birthday month was probably one of my best. One of my it was one, lit. one. It was it was dope. It was dope. So I I, I just want to encourage anyone listening to this to just don't limit yourself when it comes yeah. to having new friends and you know to just really stepping out of your comfort zone and talking to people and asking people to go to lunch or go to brunch and just meet new people. It's it's a beautiful thing when you allow your circle to open up and expand. One thing I tell people too is we're all going to get old. We just talked about it. Your body's going to get old. And as we get old, the sad thing is that people are going to die. And people mm-hmm. that you're close to may not be here, you know, at one point. And you don't want to be that one person where you're like, all my friends are gone. All my friends have, have moved on and it's just me. But if you have friends in all generations, you'll, you'll never be lonely. You'll always mm-hmm. have people around you that can pour into, that you can pour into, that you can learn from. And it just makes life so much more beautiful. It's like having a beautiful garden with all these different flowers that you can appreciate and love and see them grow in and out of season. So that was one thing that I've really been focusing on um, is just spending time with the people that I love and appreciating the value that they bring to me and that how much I enjoy how having those relationships has made my life even more amazing than it already is. Mm, mm, so if you're listening that. to this and you my friend, just know I love you. <laughs> oh, love that. I love to be in the number too. Yes, so you, fun you are in the number. <laughs> that's so fun. So listen, that's maybe a snippet of what we've been doing this summer. We've been we've been doing a Man, lot, but it's been a lot. Yeah, we want to hear what other folks have been up to. What have y'all been up to this summer? Let us know in the comments. Go on Instagram. Um, let us know in the comments of this episode. What have y'all been up to this summer? And yeah. look, it's still not over. I mean, it's I don't not. know actually when it's over on the calendar, but it's still 100 degrees. So It's still 100 degrees. It's, it's still 100 degrees. And if you live in Houston, please know that it is Houston Restaurant Weeks, which means Ooh. you can go to some of the finest restaurants in the city and get sometimes three, four, or five course meals for like 50 bucks so oh i went to a uh, side note i went to davis street um, yes, last davis weekend street for the win yeah for my dad's birthday it was so good I, and it's a steal for 55 yes. like that's like usually it's like one entree is not even that so right. yeah yeah and davis it was street, so good yeah davis street is black owned uh the service is impeccable the food is matches the impeccable service it's one of my favorite restaurants in the city so if you have not been please do yourself a favor 
and go, especially now doing Houston Restaurant Weeks. It's, I think it goes on all the way until September the 4th, I believe. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're in H-Town, please go to Houston Restaurant Weeks. I think they have a website. They've got a list of all the participating websites and a percentage of all of the money goes to, I believe, the Houston Food Bank mm-hmm. and yep. to, to feed people that are in need. So it goes to a very worthy cause and the restaurants that participate are some of the best in Houston. So if you have a place that you've been like, oh, I've, I've been wanting to go there, this is the time to go. You get the most bang for your buck and you get to contribute to a worthy cause. So yeah love that all right so you're doing our coaching corner this week yes coaching corner so the coaching corner we gonna we gonna flip it a little bit i had to coach coach myself okay um because uh, i was yeah you know i was on i was on tiktok and i ran across something that kind of hit me across the head like a ton of bricks and um it talked about People that use the statement, I love hard. And I have used that statement more times than I can count. You know, I love hard. So relationships end, it it really, you know, takes me back. It really is is a hard thing for me to get through. It's like Hmm. a difficult situation for me to to process and break down and to, to recover from. And the person on TikTok said, People that make this statement need to realize that they're probably big time people pleasers and that the loving heart comes from the inability for you to establish strong emotional boundaries. Whoa. And that resonated for you. Yeah, that resonated because I'm one of those people that if you call me and you tell me something sad, I'm going to get sad too. And I know, and, and, you know, you, you think about that as being empathic and there's nothing wrong with being empathic. That, that just means, you know, you can understand people's feelings, but you also have to understand the emotional boundaries that you have to set for yourself as well. So making a conscious decision to know that when you start absorbing someone else's emotional pain, that you stop yourself. You don't necessarily have to tell that person, hey, I'm going to stop this emotional boundary, but having enough self-awareness to know that that's what's happening and then establishing that boundary for yourself. And for me, I would allow myself to be drained by people, but mm. I would always put it in the category of, well, I just love hard. And it's like, okay. well, do you love hard or is it just that you don't know how to establish emotional boundaries for yourself? Mm. And I was like, ooh, wee, that's your girl. That's me. I'm gonna have to do better. I'm gonna have to do better. And so one of the one of the things that I have been doing is just really taking a time to just stop, breathe, pause. And when I start to feel myself having physical reactions to someone else's pain, someone else's story, whatever someone else is going through, asking myself, is this my burden to carry? Mm-hmm. And once I understand that, I can kind of check myself emotionally and go, wait a minute, that's not mine. I can help you without absorbing your pain. It, it is very possible. There are plenty of people in this world that help people without absorbing that pain, but it's knowing how to kind of self-regulate your emotions and say, okay, this is not mine. Let me take myself out of how to please this person and put myself back into, I can aid you without cutting myself as well. 
And mm-hmm. I was more so the person with, let me jump in. Let me experience this with you because that means I'm a good friend. If I get in and we cry together, I, I don't have to cry with you. I can wipe your tears without yeah. absorbing all of those emotions and having it bring me to a place where it makes it difficult for me to recover because I'm absorbing all of your pain as well. Mm-hmm. And so, and then what do you do when you have your own pain? Right? Exactly. Like, who's going to deal with that then? Exactly. And how am I going to tell you, like, if you were telling me something sad and I go with well, Daphne, now that you told me that you're sad, I'm sad too. <laughs> now that, that, that would actually be unfair of me. Mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. sell, to tell that to you, to say, oh, okay, well, you know, you told me your story and now I'm drained too. So what am I going to do with that? And, right. and you're saying, well, I didn't tell you that to drain you. I was telling you that because I want you to know as my friend what I'm going through. So it's like, I was also being unfair to the people that I love because they weren't asking me to absorb their pain. They were asking me to be a listening board. Mm-hmm. And if I can't listen without absorbing then that's a boundary that I have to set for myself. And it may be yeah. sometimes to where you say, I can't take this phone call right now because mm-hmm. I know I'm not in the space to absorb what they're going through. I'm not, I know that if they call me and tell me something, I'm going to feel that for the rest of the day. And I've had people tell me things and I take it and hold it. And I can hold something emotionally for a whole week. And then I'll walk around and be like, man, why am I sad? Why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. Why, why is my stomach in knots when I can't think of anything that's wrong with me, but it may be right, something right. wrong with the people that I love. And it's just kind of checking myself and saying, okay, how can I be supportive to this person or to the person that I love without also bringing myself down to? Mm-hmm. So that's been, that was my, my check myself to me to really just be more, to pay more attention to how I show up for people in an emotional way. And just making sure that my support doesn't also cost me my peace. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love that. And I love that you heard the message and used it as an opportunity to reflect on how can you better care for yourself, right? Because I feel yeah. like sometimes we hear those types of messages on social media and can go into a place of shame, like shaming mm-hmm. ourselves, guilting ourselves, and don't end up getting to the point of like, how can this make us better? How can we actually take care of ourselves? Right. Mm -hmm. So I love how you showed, like, let's not take in these messages just for the point of shaming ourselves. So how can we use it as an opportunity to grow and take care of ourselves and continue to experience joy and peace that's, you know, within our grasp. Mm -hmm. Right. I have definitely grown because old Ashley would have been like, man, screw you. Let me, let me unblock you. or Let me block you. Let me me unfollow you because you out here making me feel bad about myself. But it was just hearing it and just taking a step back and being like, wait a minute, you know, let's listen to this. Let's see, you know, how this really affects me and how I can be better with it. So yeah, I had to coach myself. Love that. Love that. Well, I have someone who I want to give a window seat this week. Okay, window seat. So in the midst of all my traveling, I've been doing more reading. Okay. Um, I don't know why I typically reserve reading for traveling, but like on planes and in Mm -hmm. hotels or whatever. That's I'm just like, oh, I'm a read. I don't know why I limited to that. I've trying Mm -hmm. to I've been trying to do better and like let me just read all the time because I enjoy it. Um 
But you know, Dr. Shaquinta, she's really been into reading and has recommended a lot. So I picked up some books by A.E. Valdez, okay, who is an independent uh, romance author, and I have enjoyed all of her books so far. It's really cool because so some of her characters are from Houston, okay, um, but the stories are based in the Pacific Northwest, which is where I met Bay, and so it's okay. been cool, like living, kind of living a little romance rom com story while reading along those stories with the characters going to one time they went to this beach that like me and Bay went to up outside of Portland oh, and I was I like it. this is so cool <laughs> this is so cool but definitely love all of her stories so if anybody is interested in trying to you know read something lighthearted and fun definitely pick up some books by her her name is ad ae valdez okay yeah she's like on the top of my list of of new authors to try out um dr shaquinta hosted an author talk um by with uh with in conjunction with kindred stories and ae valdez was on the panel and uh hearing her talk about her books and kind of what brought her to this point as an author was pretty cool so i'm excited to listen now what's one of what's her favorite book do you have a a a title of one of the ones you've read that you really resonate with. Well, the one that you just mentioned, what's the name of it? Yeah. So it's actually two in, um, in that series, but the first one is, um, Oh shoot. Beginning. No, it's not beginning of forever. Why well, I can't think of it. Hold on. Hold look, hold please. Let me look. It up. <laughs> and why, and why are you looking for the name oh, of it? I'll, I got I'll, it. You got it. Okay. What's the name? I got of it. it. I got it. It's, it's all I've wanted. All I've needed. Ooh. Ooh, I like the yeah. name. Come on, yeah. Then. Yeah, all I've wanted, all I've needed. And that's the first book. So if you want to get into the books, um, start there. Because they're kind of it's kind of um it's an interconnected um like group of folks. And so um yeah, the books are standalone, but start there because there's one that comes after that, um, that's a continuation. And then there's two other books that include the same characters. Okay, all right. Shout out to the book readers. Come on now. Mm-hmm. All right, now my window seat for this week goes to this is Kiki Palmer, baby. Okay. Let's go. Because Kiki, after dealing with the public humiliation of her baby daddy, Mm-mm-mm. trying to shame her after she went to an Usher concert and he believed that she wore an outfit that was not appropriate for a mother, he hopped on Twitter and did his little Twitter finger act and started to talk about how he felt that her outfit was not what he would like for someone who was the mother of his child. So he really gets the I'll see for that. But, you know, right now we're talking about Kiki. Well, and absolutely. I'll absolutely. absolutely. And, and what, I, what, I, what he feels to realize is, baby, you are married to a Virgo. And if you don't well, know, then they're and, not married. No, well, yeah, that's right. You know, they're not married, but you are with a Virgo, okay. Uh-huh. And if you don't know nothing about Virgos, you do. Please, if you test them, they gonna return with some fire that is ten times whatever what you did. And she was the uh, she she pretty much showed him that yeah, you messed around and you found out. And mm-hmm. so they they broke up after this, which I'm pretty sure that their relationship probably had to have been on the brink of breakup before this. And this probably was just a nail in the coffin for I them. Guess, but I thought it was weird. Cause you know, the day before that she had just tweeted, like, I don't want to be that person, but I love my man. 
It was the, the day, day before, before that. This it shit? was the day before that. Yeah. Mm, okay, well, <laughs> Kiki said, okay, you want to play like that? I got you. All right. She and did. so Kiki went on with her life, loving on her baby. And this week she released the song or well, released a video with her and Usher where she kind of plays uh, homage to Usher's video for You Don't Have to Call, and she does the choreography. I mean, it is a super cute cute video. Kiki is multi-talented, so it's like, I'm almost like, what is it that you can't do, Kiki? Like, you can act, you can sing, you can dance. Like, she just is a triple threat. And I just love to see people take a situation that, could possibly bring them down and turn it around in their favor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to say that she's not hurting because th- th- this was a very hurtful thing to have someone that you love put your private information out on Twitter, which could have been handled so much better if he would have just called and talked to her and had mm-hmm. that conversation instead of him jumping on social media and bringing everybody in. It was a key red flag of passive aggressive behavior, manipulative type of strategy. So she probably was better off without him in the end but i was just glad to see her bounce back and say hey you know what i love me i love my baby and nothing that you can do is going to stop me from being me you know and just taking that that. situation and saying i'm going to live my life and now i'm going to live it even louder because you have tried to bring me down which you can't so you know i hope that sorry to this man in the words of Kiki. <laughs> not sorry to this man. Not, yeah, not sorry to this man. <laughs> but you have you have lost. You have lost out, sir. You know, you, yeah. you, you had a good. You were sitting pretty. You had a woman that was going to get out here and work. All you had to do was take care of the baby, sir. That's right. all you had to do. That's all yeah. you had to do. Yeah, yeah. You was living in the lap of Luxman. All you had to do was shut up and just call. Come on, sir. Mm-mm. So. Kiki gets the window seat for just being an amazing person for bouncing back, you know, from a bad situation. And so kudos to her and her family and her amazing little baby. So shout out to Kiki. Love that. Would love to hear again what y'all have been up to this summer. Let us know at Love is a Trip podcast on Instagram. We want to hear from y'all. Also, if you have anything you want to be coached on for the coaching corner, always feel free to reach out and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Yes, we'd love to. So until next time, enjoy the trip. <laughs>